So this is going to be the second time I saw Cantrell in a year because I am the show I'm talking about tonight is in this fucking podcast actually happened last month, but because of my scheduling and whatnot, I did not have a chance to uh, talk about this yet. Although I did upload YouTube videos and the link for those will be in the description for anyone who hasn't seen them yet. I don't give a fuck if you see them or not. Quite honestly, I just think about your mother's uh, pussy and if the pussy lips still look nice and hot so I can lick them. Anyway, redemption is the theme in this fucking podcast. Um, I'll explain why in a moment. It's rare for me to be able to uh, see a show in my neck of the woods anymore, even though I live significantly close to the venue that I saw Jerry in this time compared to last time uh to this show i saw him at the uh, wilmot theater in montclair i live very scarily close to that compared to say the borgata in atlantic city um although i haven't been to too many shows between say 2019 alone and recently but outside of the last time I saw Black Label in 2021, most of the shows I have seen required that I traveled. Uh, and keep in mind, like I said, I didn't attend too many shows between 2019 alone and now. Uh, I'm also hesitant about seeing musicians twice on the same tour. Because, I mean, I've heard stories from people about how they went to see their favorite band and the set list was the very close to, if not the exact same set list as the previous time. Um, the inability to change up, change things up. Um, I saw Black Label three times in 2005, and it could have gone either way, but Zach proved very capable of changing things up because each time I saw Zach in, tw in 2005 was drastically different. By the way, we'll be getting around to Zach again real soon on this. So, but nevertheless, I chose to give it a go. Um, it's Jerry after all, and this was the final leg of the Brighton tour. Might be ending soon if it didn't end already. My understanding being that Alice are about to reconvene so they can record their follow-up to Rainier Fog. I'm going to leave my review of Rainier Fog uh, <clears throat> in the description of this, by the way. So, this time, Jerry had of a different opening band an all-female group calling themselves thunder pussy not to be confused in any way with alabama thunder pussy trust me on that one thunder pussy began their set with guitarist molly sides playing a guitar propped up on a stand using a violin bow and i was a tad taken aback by that as that was exactly how tyler bates opened up jerry's set and encore in Atlantic City when I saw him previously. So was this to mean Tyler wouldn't be doing that tonight or even on this leg of the tour at all? Did he give it to Molly? Say, go ahead and do it. I'll do something different. Stay tuned to find out, girls. The rest of the band walked on stage and they began to play their music reminding me of a modern day heart if Ann Wilson circa 1976 transcended time somehow. And for those of you who have no clue what the fuck I'm referring to, Ann Wilson in 1976, hot, 
mean, both Wilson sisters were hot, but by the mid 80s and stopped being hot. There were undeniable traces of Led Zepp and Allman Brothers in their music peppered throughout. As if the violin bow on the guitar didn't immediately give that away, right? Whitney Petty can sing her ass off. Very Ann Wilson-like. And she knows how to physically express herself on stage in a way that's equal parts elegant and provocative. Um, there was one point that I do have on film, and I'm leaving all my YouTube clips in the description again, in which Whitney is on her knees. Molly walks to Whitney and begins to lean over Whitney. Whitney leaning back for her like they were going to kiss. Hot. Even hotter. Finding out later on that they are in fact a couple and that the band are all lesbians. And I'm not even talking about the Katie Lang Indigo Girls type of Butch Dyke. I'm talking the hot lesbian type. The type I almost forgot existed because you don't see them anymore. Unless you're watching porn. So, between Thunder Pussy's kick-ass live show, because their album, while not bad at all, sadly is a gross misrepresentation of the band, and their physical performance, I'm convinced I want to fuck every member of Thunder Pussy. Hard. I'll fuck one while the other three members scissor each other while waiting their turn. Turns. I will make it work. Did I ever mention I love lesbians? Kind of reminds me of uh, when uh, had uh, when Dave Chappelle had a hot white singer or pretty white girl on his show to sing his thoughts, and she kept on singing, I love lesbians. And he kept on writing it on cue cards for her to sing and goes, for real, and word I love, lesbians. But I digress before going on. <laughs> So, um, on to Jerry's set now, before I lose my train of thought and think about lesbians. Oh, wait, it's hopeless. What am I kidding? Tyler Bates did, in fact, open up with the violin bow and the guitar deal. And I guess there's a theme for this, a leg of the tour. <laughs> I knew by the fact that he was bowing in the key of F that Jerry would open up with a tone, and I was essentially right. And before I continue, let's go over this set list here. A tone, psychotic break, then bones, siren song, cut you in, my song, check my brain, black hearts and evil done, between, angel eyes, no excuses, lesson learned, man in the box, wood, the encore being whale and fucking wasp, but more on that later, Brighton. Down in a Hole, Rooster, and the Elton John track, Goodbye, to close the whole show up. Now, notice a difference with between this set list and the previous set list from 2022? More on that in a minute. <laughs> Major difference. The three-song opener was somewhat similar to the previous show, especially with uh, him including Psychotic Break. <coughs> And then Bones appearing early to kind of knock him out, I guess. One thing I noticed right away was the organ player. 
it was not the same organ player as last time, as this time around, he took Lola Colette with him. And uh, Lola, Lola Colette was the woman who opened up for him the previous year. And when I saw her Atlantic City, everyone was making cat calls and whistling at her. And her presence was made very apparent almost as soon as the band began to play. And not just because I was sitting in the middle of the building this time, enabling me to hear everything, but because Jerry had her playing organ on them bones. He had her playing organ on them bones. What the fuck? So this wasn't a situation where she was going to step back during the Alice tracks. Jerry made sure that she was a part of the show. And I've got to say, while... I've got to say, while I understand Jerry wants to do something different, Oregon plus Alice in Chains songs go as well as go together well as well as rap and rock ever did. Get the hint. But it's still just a minor complaint. The good news was that I was able to hear the entire band this time, being that I was sitting in the center. The bad news is I was also able to hear Greg Puchato this time. I said what I said. It's the bad news. Fuck. What was Jerry thinking to take Gil Sharon's advice? Greg was so pitchy and so fucking whiny. All throat, all nose, no, no fucking diaphragm. There's a reason why I never became a singer. Try as I may. Greg. Please, fucking stick to sacrificing your body, jumping off balconies and into oceans, please. But the important part of this was the fact that here, Jerry played a lot more solo material than he did previously. Unfortunately, this doesn't mean that he did a deep dive of his previous two records, which would have been amazing. He, in fact, performed the exact same tracks for those from those two records than uh, the, you know, the same ones he performed last time. I'm a little flabbergasted, excuse me. But when I heard Siren Song, which I've touted as Break My Back, Breaks My Back Part 2, I was pleasantly optimistic. I also thought it would have been one hell of an opportunity to break out Breaks My Back off Boggy Depot. He did perform about 90% of Brighton, however. And that alone was a major step up because any time Jerry plays solo is a rare privilege. I might be wrong, but I feel like he toured for this album longer than he did Degradation Trip back in 2002. The energy in this place was is also important because it was miles ahead of the crowd at the Borgata. And I never needed to be told that it would be because Montclair, being in North Jersey, is essentially in the shadow of New York shitty. Therefore, there was, without question, a mixed yet equally rowdy crowd. So mixed, I even bumped into someone I hadn't seen in almost a decade while walking to the back of the line. Um, Jerry himself even commented that we were the best crowd on the tour so far. Maybe he meant that leg of the tour. I didn't see the rest. Obviously, I wasn't there for the entire first leg of the tour and he didn't play in the north at all he didn't play in north jersey at all at that point 
and that energy was made apparent when, from the start of the encore, Jerry says, we're going to try a little experiment here. And they whole, the whole band broke into goddamn Whale and Wasp with Lola Collette covering the or- for the orchestra with her organ. Whale and Wasp, for those of you who have never heard it, is a gorgeously depressing instrumental off of Alice's 1994 triple platinum EP, Jar of Flies. Beautiful track. No one could have ever expect, counted on that one. I know he performed it in 2019 in Seattle before he even announced that he was writing a solo record to begin with. But that was a completely different situation. So, this was a treat. He was never going to do that with Alice. That never called for it. He broke into Down in a Hole. What the fuck? He didn't do that the last time, but it was perfect because not only is it one of Alice's greatest songs of all time, but because of where he was, the entire crowd, minus a few, joined in as one big sing-along. Loud. We're talking one big, loud, boisterous, half New Jersey, half New York sing-along. The only thing damaging the moment was Greg's whiny bitch vocals. I will never forgive Greg Pachado for that or even having any kind of a career. Fuck Dillinger bitch plan. Upon leaving after Jerry's final performance of the classic Elton John track, Goodbye, which I knew he was going to do, I walked out of there feeling like he might have actually listened to us. Not that I complained in the previous podcast about this or the previous podcast where i reviewed the the show i went to previously the biggest complaint of the tour however of the previous leg was addressed he played more solo shit this time around instead of turning his band into an alice cover band fuck yes i just wish he performed more material for the previous solo records it could have proven to be an interesting challenge for the rest of the band and even for Jerry. We're talking tracks that before 2019 he hadn't performed for the better part of two decades. But what's done is done, isn't it? So with Jerry poised to record with Alice again, the question remains, will he ever do this again? I guess time will only tell, huh? You can find me on Instagram and on Tumblr. I'm no longer on Facebook. Attached to the description will be my YouTube videos and the previous blog and maybe podcast links for my previous review of uh, the last time I saw Cantrell live. Other than that, go fuck yourself.